So I set an alarm today to wake up at eight o'clock. That didn't happen. I ended up sleeping in and I didn't get up till 10 today. And, you know, I was upset, but it's in the past and there's nothing I can do about it. So I went on with my day. Fast forward, I have to go get my fingerprint um, imprinted for my new job. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast in the shower because it soothes me. Um, And it really does help, you know. It does. So that's cool. And, you know, the night before I was having these thoughts, I have these spiraling thoughts about the perception of myself and, you know, feeling as if I'm not up to par with society but one thing you have to think about is are you the same person that you were on this exact same day last year and I thought about that to myself and my initial response was no the old version of me right now would most likely be trying to find something to distract myself from my purpose or just, you know, using unhealthy coping mechanisms to deal with me being lost, which was not healthy. You know, I wasn't surrounding myself with the right types of people and I eventually lost the right types of people because of my behavior And now that I look back on it, they, they were good people, but they gave up on me and that hurts. You know, when people give up on you, it hurts, but sometimes it takes that to really give you the push that you need. And I didn't like it. You know, I was always consistently searching for another outlet to distract myself and escape from my problems. Whether it be a boy. (laughs) Anyone that knows me knows I love to distract myself with boys. And eventually it just wasn't fulfilling me. It wasn't helping and I didn't have support. I still don't really have support which isn't the best, but I know that it's going to get better. I'm telling myself it's going to get better, and it will get better. I think the issue is that, you know, sometimes we as people forget to forgive ourselves when we leave toxic situations or toxic habits. And you have to remember that those toxic behaviors are no longer who you are. The key is to let go of who you were and embrace who you are now. People will always remember the old version of you because they can't understand how you've changed, which is not your issue. That's their issue. You are not how other people perceive you.
I'm saying this because you know what work you've done to work on yourself. You know what changes you've made. And eventually, it will start to show. And although it may not seem like people will perceive you in the way that you'd like, it's evident. Whether it's you getting a new job or you finding a new passion, you just being naturally happier as an individual, people can't stand to see you evolve. So they will reminisce on who you used to be. And that's okay. Because it doesn't matter, you know, unless you're still like friends with the person. But I highly doubt that because why do they still have that perception of you? And that can even be applied to family. Because I've endured that with my own family. They think that I'm just going out and, you know, not taking anything seriously. When in reality, I go on nature walks and I read books. I'm really boring. Um, But they have this idea that's engraved in their brain and they just can't fathom to see that you've, you know, initiated change. So, and that can be really toxic. It can be really toxic because it can, you know, negatively impact your perception of yourself. And the perception of yourself is the only perception that really counts. But that's when you have to learn that other people's perception of you is their own insecurities projecting. So if you know that you have a goal and a vision and you know it's going to pan out successful, success is the only option. Failure is not. And if you do fail, so what? Get back up, try again, and you will be successful. You have to fail to succeed. Not necessarily all the time, but sometimes life will set you up for failure so that you know what mistakes to avoid and what to do to improve to become the best version in your path. Now, if you're surrounded by people who perceive you in a way that you would not like to be perceived, remove yourself from that situation. But you also have to remember that even if they do perceive you a certain way, you can't let it You can't let it affect you and how you go about life, all right? Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to understand you. Not everyone is going to appreciate you. So just show up, do the best you can, and make sure you're doing it for you. When, you know, speaking from personal experience, when I have a family member telling me that I'm doing something that I'm not, it hurts. And I used to let it affect me so heavily. But in reality, I think, and I'm like, they don't really seem happy with themselves. So I'm not going to let their own insecurities affect me. When you have this sure sense of yourself, you don't need other people's validation. Which is why, you know, 
it's important to not let their opinions affect your mental health. Now, there's a difference between letting their opinions affect you versus letting their opinions influence you. Because you can tell when people genuinely care for your well-being and they want to give you advice so that you can help yourself versus them saying things that can kind of like throw off that healthy mentality and it makes you second guess yourself and self-doubt and question you know your decisions and it's good to second guess your decisions but overall you have to make the best decision that will lead you to happiness and success you have to take risks don't be afraid to take risks and don't take advice from someone who has not done what you want to do Like, let's say you want to be an astronaut, all right? I know it's far-fetched. And let's say your family or your surroundings are like, why would you do that? You're not the type to want to study (laughs) physics and, you know, things that are related to that field. But if you have the perception that you can be an astronaut then who cares what they think they haven't done that so they cannot tell you what you are capable of the only person that has the ability to tell you what you're capable of is you and some people can't stand that and That is not your problem. You know, my dad's side of the family, because my parents are divorced. If you relate, great. If you don't, well, welcome to the club. (laughs) I just pretend for a second. They they wanted me to be this professional um, doctor or CNA. And... When I was younger, I wanted to be a surgeon, but I was, I don't know, 12 and I was watching Grey's Anatomy for Christ's sakes. And I just saw that and I was like, oh, I want to do it. But the only reason why I wanted to do it is because I like the show. Obviously, I was 12, so I didn't know what I was talking about. And I got older and then I wanted to model and then I wanted to be a singer and, you know, Just not really sure of what I wanted. Like, I I knew what I wanted. But because of them putting these beliefs into my head, it caused me to spiral. And it wasn't healthy. They were trying to feed me ideas that I really did not want for myself. I knew what I wanted for myself. I knew I could thrive in that field because I enjoyed it. I'd rather live for my enjoyment than to please other people, you know? And most young adults will live for their parents or to fulfill their parents' needs. So let's say you have a parent who's like, I want you to be a lawyer. You should be a lawyer. Some parents are so entitled that they want their kids to go through with their plans for their kids just to boast to other people. Basically, if you have narcissistic parents versus what makes the child happy. 
Now, of course, any parent does not want to see their child on the streets. That's a whole completely different endeavor. But, you know, the first priority I feel that parents should have is what does my child like to do that makes them happy? And, you know, they want their child to be financially stable. So they'd give them solutions to where they can pursue their passions and become financially stable. Whereas other parents will say, no, that's stupid. No, that's dumb. No, that's not sufficient. What are you thinking? Which causes them emotional damage because one, they're breaking the trust with their child. You know, if you have a big hope or dream, like let's say you want to become a model or something and your parents are like well that's not sufficient that's not gonna work out why would you wish that on your child you know versus okay I'm gonna try to give you ideas and support you along the way while pursuing or while having you pursue something to establish financial stability for yourself There is a difference, and I'm seeing this from my own experience, so if you relate, I am so sorry that you had to go through that, and I'm here to tell you that you do not need anyone else's validation, all right? Now, it's good to listen to their guidance, you know, for safety reasons, and Going into the world is not easy, but at the same time, you have to listen to your your heart. I, I call it a happy medium, listening to your heart and your head. So in reality, you know, you're going to need something to where you can make it. Nothing is free. Nothing comes to you. But if you have this urging burning desire to make it whether it's being an actress whether it's being a talk show host or being on the NBA or being in the NBA don't let others opinions stop you because they're just insecure that they can't find the willpower to do it without being judged The fear of being judged is the key to failure. Any person that's successful had to fail. They had to get laughed at. They had to get looked down upon. But what did they all end up doing in the end? Winning. There's not many winners in the world. And do you know why there's not many winners in the world? Because not everyone has the winning mindset to be a winner you have to be strong and i'm not talking about physically strong (laughs) i'm not talking about you know able to outrace someone or beat someone in a fight i'm talking mentally you have to be strong with your words your actions your emotions, because there are going to be moments where you feel as if nothing is working out for you. 
no one supports you and you feel like giving up. And when you you want to give up, you're usually, you know what they say, the cliche, you're on the brink of success. And it's not always because you have to like feel like you're giving up to be on the brink of success. No. The reason why people are successful after they're about to give up is because there's something that goes through them, you know? They have this passionate feeling. When you're about to go up is when you give your all or nothing. If you want something so bad, you're going to get it. You'll be thinking, well, I can't give up. I, I've done this for so long. All the work will be for nothing. Exactly. So why would you give up now? Maybe it'll take 10 years. But imagine the feeling you'll get when you obtain that goal. The relief. I was reading this this book. It's called How to Th- Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Who I cannot talk. I'm just stuttering. And he discusses about how one of the most successful inventors, I think it was Ford. Um, I forgot what he was inventing. But it took a year for it to work. And everyone said it was impossible what he was trying to invent they were saying this is not possible this is this is absurd this is delusion but guess what one year of delusion made him a millionaire one year of delusion and persistence made him successful then everyone wants to clap for him right but they ridiculed him while it was still in the, I like to call it, trust the process phase. And I think that having faith is such a big factor. That is the true definition of faith. Having faith is knowing it's going to work out, even when everything falls to the ground. I'm still working on that now. You know, before I moved, I lost all my friends. I was not perfect. I lost my friends. I lost my grandmother. I lost my sense of self-worth. And I let other people's perceptions of me affect the perception of myself, which is the worst thing you can do. Because if you let other people's perceptions of you affect your perception of yourself, it's only going down from there. It's only going down from there. Now, it's okay to take accountability when someone puts you in check and you know that you need to fix that, but it's different when they don't actually know you and they make assumptions and try to project their assumptions onto you. Because that can be really hurtful and you know not healthy especially when you don't really know yourself you know so that's why I I advise people to take time to themselves so you can really figure out who and what you want in your life and how you want it 
And it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not going to happen in one day either. The waiting game is the hardest part. Being patient. But I'm glad that I'm being patient. Because it's taught me a lot. But anyways, yeah, back to the losses. So I moved and I lost someone that I adored. We would get into it a lot. And this person knows who they are. Maybe they'll listen to it. And I don't regret it. Sure, I regret beating myself up over it. But I don't regret the experiences we had. I think they're pretty cool. And I think we'd make great friends. But right now, I am not in the position to be a good supportive friend. So I'm going to take away my energy to become the best version of myself for them. And I think that is so crucial when you want to have strong relationships. I also used to struggle with communication. Still working on that. But the first step is acknowledging what you need to fix. That's the first step. And then slowly and surely, it'll come into fruition. And then, you know, people think, wow. This person has really changed. The way you react. The way you carry yourself. The way you treat other people. The way you go about living. And it will surprise people. But you have to remember that. It's for you. So, you know, keep the tables turning. Keep surprising people because when you have people talking about you, whether it's good or bad, you're usually doing something right. Um, unless you don't like being in the spotlight, which I understand. But when you're meant to shine, you're meant to shine and you can't control that. So own it. You know, give give people a reason to talk about you, whether it be good or bad. People are going to talk about you regardless, so you might as well give them a reason to. I'm not saying that in a negative connotation, but, you know. And some people will have this view on you based off of your social media. I really want to get into that. Give me one second. I... I don't like to judge people off their social media at all because I've met people off social media and they are the complete opposite in real life. I think that we put out there what we want people to see and obviously we hide the things we don't want people to see and that's totally fine, you know? You do you. But it's the internet and, you know, some people are so closed-minded and they believe everything they see off the internet. You know, and it's not always true. Sometimes people do live genuine lives on the Internet. You know, that's great. Awesome. But other times people don't. And I've been a victim of this. I've been a person that lives a fake life on social media and I'm okay with it. I'm open about it, which is why I created this podcast, because I love talking about my true self. When you post something on social media, who are you posting it for? 
is it for an ex-friend group that you want to see or you want them to see you thriving without them is it for an ex (laughs) that you want them to see you thriving without them maybe even a family member for all i know i don't know maybe your pet but there was this phase i don't know if anyone else went through this where i would just post for like you know just pure validation and I wanted people to perceive me as this like hot girl who doesn't have feelings and will break your heart and doesn't need anyone when in reality if you meet me I am shy I am sensitive I'm very emotional and I am a sucker for love I have the I have a huge heart and I'm a hopeless romantic and I I've gotten taken advantage of multiple times when secretly I really want a long-lasting loving relationship and I'm really sweet in person which is why I don't talk to people and I'll avoid people on social media because I'm scared of getting hurt and because I look like you know so I've been told I look mean or intimidating because I look intimidating on the internet you know people's first interpretation of me is oh this girl's stuck up When in reality, I just am shy and have, you know, anxiety with new people. Because I'm naive and I'm not good at, you know, telling when people have their best interests for me. Well, now I do because I've gotten taken advantage of so I can spot red flags. But previously in my life, I had that. I struggled with that issue. But I've had people, you know just want to be not even friends with me they just want to hang out with me to take pictures together and I I really do feel like people are friends on the internet just to take pictures with each other when in reality they don't even like each other like they just take good photos together and to me that's so superficial and shallow like can we please grow up like grow up I'm sorry I mean unless you're getting paid to take photos that's different if that's your job awesome make the bag chase the bag great love that for you but when it's just like to prove to people that oh yeah I'm hanging out with this person even though I don't like them and I talk crap about them behind their back because we all know a group like that I'm sure a group popped up into your head shoot maybe it's even your own friend group maybe it's you but it's good to acknowledge those things and acknowledge that reality and when I thought this, I'm thinking, why would I want to surround myself with people that don't even like me? Like, they want to say that they knew me or know me or we look good together. She's pretty. But there's so much more to people than that. Like, that's so annoying to me. And when people want to just congregate because of that shallow reason, it makes me question them as a person. And I don't want to surround myself around those people. Now, it's very different if you're networking with someone. Like, let's say you guys both are into music and you want to network to make music together. That's different. That's awesome. I think that's so cool. Or like, even now, like if you're a podcaster and you guys want to hop on a podcast together, that's different. That's awesome. So, I don't know. I think it just really depends on the situation and the people. I'm not saying you can't be friends with people off social media but just make sure that it's for the right reasons but yeah 
this message that I wanted to convey today is to make sure that you're living in a way to where other people's perceptions can't disagree with the perception of yourself and if they do so be it oh well they're a hater they're a hater and they're not meant to be in your life so after you do change your perception of yourself and it shows hopefully you'll find people that enjoy your company and anyone else's opinions truly will not matter. You will be so self-sufficient, I swear. I struggled with being self-sufficient. I struggled with low self-esteem. I struggled with loving myself and I stopped caring about those perceptions and started caring about my own. I also do talk to God a lot. I care about God's perception of me. I'm a Christian now. So if you're a Christian, hey, welcome to the club. I hope you're doing well. I'm praying for you. But that's all I have for today's episode. You are not how people perceive you. Let that sink in. I love you.